Hello, I'm Joel at Midlife Dices, and welcome to It's About DM Time, a roundtable chat show for dungeon masters of all levels of experience. Every episode, we focus on a particular aspect of running D&D and other TTRPGs. For full videos, head over to twitch.tv backslash midlife underscore dices or search for Midlife Dices on YouTube. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Midlife Dices. In this episode, Derek from How Not to DM Podcast, Chris from Fat Nerd Shop, Sam from DN Dingbats, David from Paradise Lost, and myself share our favorite NPC and monster voices along with some simple, helpful tricks to help DMs find their voice. Let's roll. What would you say is your best or worst or favorite NPC voice that you do? Oh, I don't know. You got to put me in a place there. I mean, it just comes out like this. It's pretty natural. That's about it. Yes, it is a very natural-sounding voice. I am very impressed the way you just uh, immediately begin to flow with it. It, oh, is, no. it is a very good thing. It is very beautiful. No. It, it usually helps when you're choking on something, too. <laughs> <laughs> See, you guys are really good at it. <laughs> See, my 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 easiest voice to do is the like high-pitched kind of old woman or or a bit of an old man i can talk very easily as a forgetful old man because that's kind of what i'm becoming <laughs> so that's quite natural but it's perfect uh and so yeah it's kind of the oh what are you doing here oh yes why don't you sit down and we can find something nice to make in the pot for you <laughs> that, that kind of thing <laughs> But my it. default is often a bit of a bit of a rough voice, but I find I always need water when I do that one. My my default usually just ends up being uh, like ele- just like elevating my voice a little bit, just bringing up the pitch a little bit, and I hate it. Uh, but my favorite my favorite ones are probably the fact that uh, like I have I have an NPC in one of our campaigns that's uh, a halfling who's just anxious all the time and so he's just uh, uh I, don't, I don't really know what to do guys I, i'm so sorry i'm so useless uh so stuff like that or my favorite I, and i'm not gonna do it right now because it sounds just terrible uh is uh well, that's the one that i want well it's uh, here's the thing any any time that it, there's like some sort of like hellish or fiendish being, some kind of demon or something. I go really into it, and my producer has been like, "David, it sounds actually like it sounds so scary." I'm like, "Perfect, that's what I was going for." So maybe, maybe <laughs> at the end of the show, David maybe, will, maybe, yeah, maybe by then David will be warmed up enough to do that. Right, one. I gotta like, I gotta like mentally prepare myself I'm... for it. <laughs> You know, I'm jealous. Every time I go for Demon, I end up with Dr. Claw from the old Inspector Gadget commercials. Cartoons. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Nice. I will eat your soul, Gadget. Yeah, that's it. Gadget. Uh, <laughs> I asked my players this because I am i don't know what my go-to is. You know, I'm, I just kind of like pick one. 
And they all said that I do the Northern England Tavern Keeper a lot. Sounds a bit like this. He's from up north. He runs a tight tavern. He slings out the drinks. Sounds like uh, one of the guys from Monty Python. Which guy? (laughs) I'm having a hard time figuring out which one. Oh, no, there's one of them from Yorkshire. It could yeah. be him, but that's that's one I do a lot. I really like the Irish accent. That one's really fun when you talk really fast and you kind of go with it, sing song you like. I love the Russian accent too. So I, I you know, there's there's so many to choose from. It's it's kind of hard to decide sometimes. Like I'm like, yeah. all right, which one am I going to pick today? So yeah, yeah. So when you're faced with a situation where you don't have, uh, where you almost like forget to think about it ahead of time. What what voice do you end up just going to with your gut? I kind of like the like the Clint Eastwood cowboy gruff voice, or I'll just default to like Queen's English. You know, very proper. Depending on what type of person they are, they will sound like this. That's that. That's probably my my default is what I think, but my my players say otherwise. So <laughs> <laughs> I I actually had somebody teach me. Uh, it's called a three by three rule. So if you're just looking for really quick voices, you can, uh, it's either from the back of the throat or the front of the throat, which kind of mm-hmm. determines that like pitch. And then you go across the top of the mouth or across the tongue, which kind of brings out the uh, finesse in the voice. And then uh, as you, um, you can either make it rough or you can make it soft. And that kind of okay. determines the masculinity and feminine behind it. Mm-hmm. So okay. if you if you're looking for a very small young lady that might have some sort of, you know, and you can just kind of lead into it, or you can just turn around and talk like this, you know. Um, and it's just very simple, different ways that you can throw stuff. I hate it when my players make me do female voices. <laughs> <laughs> I do what you do, right? I kind of, I just kind of talk a little bit higher. You just, you just soften yep. everything up, and, and it just yep. comes out. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. I, I've made the I hate doing the female voices as well because I'm just bad at it. At least I think so. But I also... (laughs) Right, right, exactly. I try really hard to diversify the NPCs that do show up. So I do have, like, a lot of female characters that show up. And I'm like, well, I guess I'm doing this all the time. Of like, ah, hello there. Welcome to the Arcane Keep. So happy happy to see you. Oh, you're jumping out the window again. That's great. All right. (laughs) Like... And just trying whatever I can for it, and I try to focus more on like personalities, though, Um, because that typically is more memorable. Since Mm -hmm. I don't feel like I'm the best with voices, if I focus on the personality, at least that gets pulled across. Because sometimes I'll end up doing the same voice for like fifty different characters. It's because you just give them a giant scar on their face, something for them to look at versus Mm -hmm. listening to you, and you're fine. Mm -hmm. Well, what I typically do is I pull out a marker and I just put it, (laughs) I just draw on my face, and then that will be like, oh, that's 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 the character that David like went insane. And (laughs) and the next day at work, everyone knows that you had D and D the night before because you still haven't quite gone. Because you accidentally grabbed the sharpie. Yeah. Look, I'm I'm incredibly grateful that we're that I'm still working from home because no one knows now. (laughs) No one. Sees your Ziggy Stardust, <laughs> right, right? Dude, I have so much makeup. I have so much makeup and glitter, just so ready. So, have you ever had a situation where the voice that you choose uh, affects how the players interact with that character? So, for instance, 
I was using an NPC uh, generator that I made, and it ended up being a young girl who was curious but bold, and and she was her interest that I rolled was that she was interested in drinking. And there was a bard in the party who always had wine. I channeled all my knowledge of teaching 10-year-old kids for the last 20 years, took all the annoying parts of them, all the questions that they pummel you with throughout the day, and I put them into this character. Why are you doing that? Oh, what are you doing? What's going on here? Oh, can I come along? (laughs) Why? And and so this character was kind of meant to be a bit of a throwaway at first, but Mm. she ended up becoming part of the adventure because of her personality and because of how they dealt with that. Mm. Have you ever had a situation where you inadvertently created something bigger than you thought it was going to be because of the voice that you chose. I had a NPC who was basically a vendor and he was the kind of guy who would get you anything. And just his sheer attitude was so popular with the characters. Every time they went to town and they found a town and they had him. And he was basically the scummy, distrustful guy who was trying to sell you stuff from out of the back of a wagon in an alley. But he got so loved that campaigns I was a player in, the DM would go, as you're walking down an alley and then just stares at me and like, oh, I'm not a player anymore. All right. And guest NPC'd in games I was playing to sell people stuff they didn't need. Well, that's a golden opportunity for a player, though, isn't it? Like, oh, I'm going to say I'll, I'll cut you a I deal. I got this some nice stuff. You gold. <laughs> you <know? laughs> sell your stuff whatever you want. Yeah. Right, right. You might yeah. look a little crazy um, at the table, but you got it. Yeah. Yeah. Recently, I've had I had a gnome who was like the high judge of this city, um, but he had gone completely crazy, and he had this book that he was writing in, and he said that the master was writing back to him. You know, someone was communicating through or with him through this book, and so uh, I tried to channel my best Cicero from Skyrim with a little twist. Yes. So he sounded a bit like this, and he was talking to the master in the book, and and the master has to tell me things, and I have to do them, and and so they they immediately were like, well, we're gonna shoot him, we're gonna kill him, and so I had to jump in their lap and like grab onto someone's arm to make sure that they didn't kill this poor little helpless gnome, because uh, you know I I didn't want them to kill him off because he was too fun, but yeah, they right. they definitely like were like, okay, he's crazy, we gotta kill him now. And uh, and and that's all just because of the voice, you know. That's fun. Uh, so Kate Five CZ's Nine asked, uh, "How do you do monster voices without hurting yourself?" Sam, you had a bit of a tip there. Maybe can you elaborate on your learn? It? Yeah, learn from uh, metal singers. Like, yes, nice. they 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 have found the art of being able to breathe properly and that's what it comes down to is most of the time you're you're just ex, uh, exerting too much air and it's ripping your vocal cords which is what causes them to hurt mm. uh, so it's learning how to breathe properly so it's like <laughs> you know it's like whatever you want you know whatever creature that was like <laughs> i like that just, creature i'm really yeah. into that one yeah yeah, and then like the high pitched shrieks, like I I do it, but my daughter's like you know right next door, so I won't do it. But it's just like, <laughs> you know, it's it's all like that that control with the with the throat and the breathing. That's just what it comes down to. So like, there's plenty of YouTube videos that you can watch just to learn how metal singers give out those you know 
deep vocals that they do. Yeah. And that just transfers into creatures. Like, I mean, it's it's pretty simple. Eventually, all the life lessons you learn somehow make their way back to D&D. Yep, of course. (laughs) Thanks for listening. It's About DM Time streams live on Twitch weekly at twitch.tv backslash midlife underscore dices. Follow and subscribe there for a new show every week featuring a new topic and a diverse variety of panelists. And keep an eye out for new shows, including a one-on-one deep-dive Dungeon Master interview show called In Dialogue, and it's about DM time to play, where DMs finally get a chance to play some D&D. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Midlife Dices. Until next session... May all your 20s be nat.